In a world that's now full of information and constant competition to land new jobs, you need to stand out to potential employers in a professional yet very unique manner. All for a hiring manager, for a prospective employer, these two questions need to be answered for, for their ultimately their ideal candidate. One, why would I, the company, the hiring manager, look like a genius for hiring you? Because Tim, short of that, why would I do it? And secondly, how are you going to help my team go from good to great? And there it in lies the answer. Hi again, everyone. I'm Tim Muma. Welcome to Job Search Guide here on LJN Radio. There are a number of ways you can obviously present yourself, hopefully in a positive light, as you go on your quest to land a new job. But it does take some extra legwork and creativity to be successful. Mike Perry is the president of Zarka Financial, and he brings to us a wealth of experience in hiring individuals. So he's here to give us the inside scoop on what works best in your job search. Mike, thanks as always for joining us once again. Well, thanks, Tim. I really appreciate the opportunity to uh, speak to your listeners. Yeah, it's always a pleasure to have you on and give us some great insight and obviously a ton of experience to bring our listeners. And we're looking at the idea of, you know, the job search and really trying to wow those potential employers out there. I wanted to start in a place that we get a lot of questions about. I'm sure you've heard plenty over the years. Um, and that's the idea of a personal brand. And many people wonder, okay, I hear about that, I know about it, but how do I determine my own personal brand? What would you start with? What would you give them as a little insight? Well, I tell you, and that, that's a huge question because at the end of the day, what I think people have to remember is this. When, a, when an employer, when a hiring manager, when an interviewer says to you as a candidate, well, we found somebody that was a better fit. Hmm. You, you might think, well, my skills are off the charts, but what, what happens is you have to think about two things. Employers look at this on a scale, let's say a scale. The, the, the one side of the scale is traits, and the other side is skills. Well, traits, reputation, brand. It's the same thing. Now, let's look at, and, and people confuse these things all the time, right. but there's a huge difference. So let's say, Tim, that one of the skills that I would associate with you would be communication. Well, that's a skill. I can, I, I can change that. I can make you a more effective communicator. Uh, you could be really not very uh, good at what you do there, and I could make you really excellent. Now, a, a trait or a brand is honesty, work ethic, uh, the ability to learn. Tim, those are things that you and I have had since we were probably three or four years old. I can't change them. Hmm. And when an employer then says, well, Tim – Boy, you were a close number two. We found somebody who was a better fit. You know what they're saying? Your brand, your traits really fit our organization better, and we know we can't change. I can't make you more honest. Hmm. I can't make you have a better work ethic. Right. I'm not going to grant you with some magic wand or pill uh, the ability to learn better. You have that. So when, as an employer, frankly, Tim, I'll take less skills if you have an ability to learn. Because if you have the ability to learn and your culture, your brand matches mine, you're a great fit for the culture. You're going to get along well with people, with clients. You're, go you're going to represent my company well. Mm -hmm. And that's what's the key. Now, how do I figure that out? I always tell people, I say, I, whenever I speak to, to groups, I say, here's some homework for you. And I'm going to give you a couple of the questions that I tell people to ask. And, and Tim, if I were talking to you, I would say, find five or six people that you know are going to give you real candid, honest, gut-level advice, even if it hurts a little bit. Right. And so what I want you to ask them right off the bat is this, because really, Tim, you, 
you are, your brand is what you represent to people. When they think of Tim or Mike, some visual comes into their head. We all do it. So if I say, what defines me? If I'm Tim and I say, what defines me? Actions or words? Wow, you know, Tim, that's a big one. Because <laughs> if, if I talk, 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 and I never deliver, really, what's my brand? It isn't all the talk I did. It's what, I, what my actions were. So ask these people, what defines me? Actions or words? And here's the huge one. What value do you believe that I bring to the table? Hmm. That's going to be a critical component in how an employer sees you in their team. If they don't perceive that you have the value that's going to move the needle on their team, why, why would I take you, Tim? Right. Well, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't. There's nothing there that's going to attract me to say this could be a great match for us. He's going to seamlessly make a transition. The, the other thing that I would ask people, you know, you, those that would give you input is when, when people think of me, what, with what characteristics do you feel they associate with me? So, again, truth, justice, and the American way, those are traits, <laughs> those are characteristics. You know, Mike is, is incredibly dependable. He's honest. He, we know he tells the truth. Those are things that if the company is looking for that in a candidate, and this is what people immediately think of you, your references, the people writing recommendations for you on LinkedIn, uh, the, the people who you network with, if this is consistently what people think of you and that matches up with somebody's culture, Tim, that, shouldn't you know that? Because then I could better tell a story when I go in. If you're the interviewer and Mike comes in to interview with Tim and I know you have a certain culture and I feel I'm a great fit for it, as do all the other people that support me, I can, I'm a lot more uh, confident hmm. telling Tim the story that I feel is going to sell me to you as a great candidate. Sure. And, and so those are things that I would suggest that people do. Uh, Tim, I'm going to tell you the truth. I've had people go through this exercise. They've been unpleasantly surprised <laughs> because they find what people think they are is not what they think they are. Right. And if any of your folks have ever gone through, a, and maybe you have yourself, what's called a 360-degree analysis that's basically a much more comprehensive version of the three questions I just shot out at you. But they ask coworkers, uh, peers, counterparts, supervisors, subordinates, and they ask a ton of these types of questions to see who you really are. And unfortunately, many times, and this happened to me early in my career, what I was told everybody thought of me was very different than what I thought of myself, and I had to commit to close those gaps. Personal branding is something you will always carry with you, regardless of the employer, regardless of the job, regardless of who works in the next cubicle. You, you can't erase that. But what you need to be able to do is understand what it is and then continue to sell that, again, through your actions, demonstrating value, demonstrating your characteristics. And you're 100% correct as far as getting that, I guess, 100% accurate feedback of how people view you. As you mentioned, some people don't want to hear it, but if you really want to get to a point where you understand who you are or, or who you don't want to be, uh, that is a big part of it. So I appreciate you bringing that to the table. Hopefully something that all of our listeners will take advantage of. You know, along the same lines, uh, you talk about the traits. Um, people still want to be able to 
show potential employers that, hey, I know what I'm talking about. I have expertise in this field, but they might not know how you can go about doing that other than putting stuff on your resume. And that feels like, well, that doesn't do a whole lot for me. How can people, besides, you know, in an interview, really express and show and demonstrate their knowledge and expertise to those potential employers? One of the things that you want to make sure that you do as a candidate is do as much research as possible on, on the company. And you, today's websites the companies have, even from five or six years ago, are so significantly better and give you so much information about their culture, about where they're headed. A lot of them have the About Us tab or mm-hmm. Our History or Investor Relations. And this is, let's face it, Tim, people's companies' websites are basically their, their sales propaganda. Well, why should you do business with us? Why should you want to join our company as, a, as great talent? You can, if you just spend probably a couple hours at, at a minimum reading through that, you know what their hotspots are. You know what's important to them. You're basically giving yourself it's like playing poker with someone and having them sh- having the player you're playing against show their cards to you. Right. That's basically what these websites are. So now that I understand what the company wants, and every company, Tim, big, small, great or not so great, has a headache. And what I want to do is I want to demonstrate how I can be the aspirin for that headache. So the more I know about that company – the more I can use examples that specifically say, here's how I can continue to enhance your brand, the thing that you're great at, but here's also the value and the expertise I bring. I notice in, on your website, in, in financial analyst reports that I read on you know, Yahoo Finance, that your company's struggling with X. Uh, by the way, in, in the last two employers I had, let me explain and give you some examples of how not only I was responsible for doing that, that X factor you're looking for mm-hmm. that you don't have, but how I excelled doing so. Maybe the better answer to that question is also this. Don't tell me in a networking conversation uh, or on your LinkedIn profile, in interview answers, or on your resume, don't just say, I did this. I was in charge of a $2 million budget. Well, okay, that's all well and good, but what if you were the most horrific manager of budgeting ever in that company? <laughs> right. I, I need to know why you were the best. Remember, you and I have talked about this before, but there's two things that people, no matter what is written about them, what they write, what is said about them, or what they say, they all, all for a hiring manager, for a prospective employer, these two questions need to be answered for, for their ultimately their ideal candidate. One, why would I, the company, the hiring manager, look like a genius for hiring you? Because hmm. uh, Tim, short of that, why would I do it? Right, right. And secondly, how are you going to help my team go from good to great? And there it, in lies the answer. If you provide me with input during networking conversations, during, during answers to interviews, my LinkedIn profile, uh, tweets I put out, blogs I write, whatever it is, you want someone to go, wow. You said it before. People are always looking for the wow factor. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to look at comments you made on a blog or a blog you wrote or answers you, you gave to one of the interviewers and say, you know, that's the kind of game changer we're looking for. But because you've given me a focused story about how I'm going to make you guys look terrific, 
because of this great value I bring to the table. Right. And and again, if so much of that is is actually thrown out there as bait in the water, again by websites, what they have on their corporate LinkedIn pages, do the research. That's how you can do that. I'll give you a quick story about how somebody shows tremendous value and really differentiated themselves. Listen, if this person can do it, and when I'm done with the story, you'll understand what I mean. If this person can do it, and anybody can. There's a server at a local restaurant where I live, and I often take people you know, there because it's a great place. She told me about her experience when she interviewed for that job many years before. She said she went and interviewed with the owner. Now, again, she was interviewing for a server job in a local restaurant, mm -hmm. okay? Not some five-star Ritz-Carlton, a, a, just a local restaurant. She, she said, I'm talking to the owner, and the guy's kind of droning through these same questions. And she said, I, I handed him a typed piece of paper with a bunch of names on it. And he looked at her, and he said, well, what, what is this? And she goes, well, those are the names of the clients I had from my former employer. I told them I was going to be doing the dinner service here on Friday. You don't want to disappoint them, do you? <laughs> nice. And, the, and bang, she was hired. Not only was she hired, she's been there 14 years. That place, which didn't used to be packed, is packed day and night, seven days a week. Wow. So how did she differentiate herself? She did something that I guarantee you no other candidate for server did. She brought in a list of clients. Right. <laughs> it's getting out of the box and saying, how am I going to make that owner, that interviewer, that hiring manager really stand up and take notice and go, wow. Yeah. Again, I'm going to look like a genius if I bring this person on board. Well, that guy's had a full parking lot ever since. You think he ever regrets bringing her on board? No. Not one second. Not one second. No, that's a, that's a great story. And to your point of standing out in that way and her thinking of doing something like that, I think that's really awesome. And that's an idea that obviously people should look at and, and make that fit for their own type of position. Uh, now, a job like that you know, might be different than someone who's trying to get an office job. And sometimes this question comes up to us as well. And that's the idea of people not necessarily having a college degree, or maybe they have an associate's, not a bachelor's. A lot of organizations, if they don't prefer it, they might even require having a degree. Many people wonder, are they going to be considered for a position if they don't have a degree? What is your general take on that whole scenario? Well, and, and you're right, Tim. This, this unfortunately comes up all the time. And no offense to anybody who's got an advanced degree. You know, that's terrific. But no one, no one should ever confuse the fact that an MBA or an advanced degree of some sort or letters after your name makes you a better employee. Could, could you technically be smarter than somebody else? Yes. But I've seen a lot of really smart people be like nails on a chalkboard as a team member. Mm. And they don't last long because culturally they don't fit. Sure. And, and so just... And, and, and obviously, I've seen people with advanced degrees do very well. But I have seen C-plus students run circles around A-plus students. Again, I'm not painting with a broad brush. I'm just telling you, people often make the mistake of saying, well, I didn't get that good of grades, or I don't have a college degree. You know what? My answer is, so what? I'll give you a great example. I, I read an, a, a wonderful article, um, oh, it had to be a year or so ago, 
uh, on uh, LinkedIn Pulse, which usually has some great articles. And it was by the, uh, I think it was, they interviewed the, the head HR person at uh, Google. Okay. And, you know, this is a place where, you know, kind of so many people would love to work because it seems like a fascinating place and they're doing great and so on and so forth. When they asked the question, how important was a college degree, the person said, that is near meaningless to us. Grades are near meaningless to us really? because what they really wanted was, in his words, he said, what I really am looking for here at Google is people who can take disparate bits of information and find a way to put them together to create a great synergy of knowledge. Hmm. And I thought, wow. Now that's saying a lot because this individual at this gigantic company that's known around the globe has said, I, your piece of paper, God love you, that you, that you went to a school and graduate, great. But they're even saying in some departments at Google, they've got upwards of double-digit percentages of people who are working there without college degrees. Wow. And they, they are looking for people who are creative, out of the box, and that doesn't always necessarily equate to a college degree. Now we're right, Tim, we go right back to your first question. What is the ability to be out of the box and all that? Is that not more personal branding and, and a trait that you, you've always had? Being out of the box isn't something you learn. You were doing that when you were five or six years old. <laughs> and it all continues to go back to that. They see that as a, as a better quality for an ideal candidate than in many cases people with a college degree. And this is a place that hires programmers right right you realize how many wonderful programmers never went to college probably some of the better well, ones in a lot of cases of, maybe some <laughs> of the better ones you know so i mean again people shouldn't d does that mean if you have the ability in that that you shouldn't pursue it i'm not saying that i'm just saying don't get hung up on it and what i always tell people and i run into folks like this all the time they're in their 40s or 50s and they say well i i, I have kids i can't go back to school i don't have the time or the money or whatever but but I just got laid off. What am I going to do? I, all these jobs say that. Well, you can do a couple things. Number one, you can back channel your way through networking into an organization and 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 have that individual your your sales team, the people who are pitching you to someone else, have them sell your value, not the fact that you did or didn't go to college. You don't lead with that. Mm -hmm. You talk about how that person's going to make you look like a genius and help your team go from good to great based on demonstrated successes at former employers. That's the message. Right. You know, there's an old saying, Tim, that says price is only an issue in the perceived absence of value. Hmm. Now, you could substitute anything for the word price. If somebody, Tim, is going to, you know, I've got the salt and pepper hair. I'm 61 years old. Frankly, Tim, if, if somebody's looking at the color of my hair or trying to figure out how old I am, then shame on me because I haven't done enough to express the value to you, the prospective employer. I want you, I'd never want you looking at the color of my hair or trying to figure out how old I am. Should that really matter? Of course not. And do I want to work for a place that discriminates on age or, or political? No. Why mm -hmm. would I? Right. I want to go to a place where somebody's going to see that I'm a man of my word, that I'm honest, that I work really hard, that I work smart, I'm out of the box, and all the other things that I would associate with, with me. And, that, and I would hope that the things you associate with you, you want people to value. 
that's my message to your listeners is don't get hung up on a piece of paper that you get on a, at a college. You should be focused on how you're going to make me look like a genius and how you're going to help my team go from good to great. And often that has nothing to do with a college degree. Mike, as always, you know, terrific insight. And again, for those listening, understand that Mike has a ton of experience in this area, especially from that side of the table and, and what employers really should be looking for and being important. And I think what you're talking about here, even with the college degree, it's an important message for employers as well is to not get hung up on that side of things. So it goes both absolutely. ways. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're right, Tim. They've, for so many years, they've been so traditionally restri- self-restrictive. I, I applaud people and companies like Google that are finally looking beyond that and saying, wait a minute, a piece of paper doesn't define a great candidate. And maybe we should, maybe we need to get out of the box and, and look a little harder. And they've done that. And guess what? They've been really pleased with the results. And I would, I would, and it, just as you say, I would challenge all employers to start stepping back and going, wait a minute, are we leaving great talent on the table? Are we hmm. being too restrictive? Sure. And I think they, they would find there's tremendous talent out there. People that want to work hard and make you look like a genius, they just don't have a college degree. Right. Well, Mike, unfortunately, uh, the time always seems to fly by. I know we had a couple of things we'd hope to get to, but it just means you'll have to come on again pretty soon here. There you go. <laughs> All, All right, right, Tim. Well, thanks. I always appreciate this opportunity to talk with you and, and uh, your listeners. Thank you, Mike. We appreciate it. Take care. All righty. Bye. That will wrap it up for us here on Job Search Guide. Again, a thank you to Mike Perry, president of Zarka Financial, for bringing us his insight and experience to this topic. If you want to give us any feedback about this or any of our shows, you can send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com. You can also reach out to us on Twitter at the LJN, and you can find all of our shows on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Thank you once again for listening. I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.